0: Okay, uh, so hi, my name is Carrie Johnston, and today I am in Daquakata Haines Junction on the traditional territory of Champan and Ajac First Nations, and I have with me Sierra Vandermeer, uh, and Sierra is joining us from Whitehorse, the traditional territory of Kwanland Dun First Nation, and on Kuchin Council. Welcome, Sierra, and uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that you do?
1: Uh, I am the regional director at the Canadian Northern Economic Development Agency, so the federal. Regional Economic Development Agency um, here in Whitehorse, and so we've been working for many, many years with entrepreneurs and in the innovation um, folks in the Yukon. And I feel like there there was a world pre-COVID and a world now, and you know I think that um, we have been playing a role these days in trying our best to support. Um, small, medium enterprises, entrepreneurs, innovators, and just all sorts of people to try to get through this from the perspective of the economic impacts of COVID.
0: What have you learned about uh, Ken or over the last couple of weeks, months, as you've been responding to the COVID crisis?
1: Um, I mean, I think that there's been a lot of really interesting things I've learned and pro- possibly some as a public servant. So, um, you know, I have been There's a lot of criticisms, I think, that the public service has gotten in the past in terms of its ability to respond quickly. And I have seen um, the public service respond very quickly from my perspective on uh, a lot of these COVID issues. And uh, I've been extremely proud of our organization about how we've been able to meet the needs of um, organizations and businesses and entrepreneurs. And um, I think that I've just learned very much that things just change in an instant and you know that it that you only know what you know when you know it and then the next day things are different so certainly 3 months ago what i thought cannor would be doing at this point in time is very different than what cannor is doing at this point in time and that's okay
0: what is cannor doing these days what sort of programs have you rolled out
1: So the big thing that we're working on right now is the relief program. So um, it's something we've never done before. We're providing fixed um, costs relief to businesses. So uh, businesses that have costs that they're incurring, such as like like rent, utilities, leases on assets, those kinds of things. um, We're providing some direct grants to them in order to make sure that they can pay those bills through this Crisis. So through this, um, these next couple months, um, and and I think from my perspective, the really exciting part of that is is the work that we've been doing with Government of Yukon. So Government of Yukon also has a fixed relief program, and we are working absolutely hand in hand. We're doing tandem assessments. We're sharing our information, and um, it's just a really amazing example of how people can collaborate and cooperate and uh, I'm really excited about that part of this is that we're doing some things we never did before because we recognize that things are different right now and that uh, the need to be fast and the need to put as little pressure as possible on businesses is really high and so uh, we've been able to design a program that in the background is doing things that you know are really unique Um, and really sort of different than our normal way of doing business. Hmm.
0: What have you learned about yourself as a leader over the last little while? you director of regional, of the regional operation.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, that's an interesting <laughs> question. Um, I think that what I've learned about being, what I think I've learned is that you know, you really are only as good as your team and your team might be the people who work for you. They might be the people who work with you. They might be your colleagues. And um, that fostering a, a, a real environment where people are supportive of each other and understanding of each other and trying to be kind and and gracious to, you know, people who you work with and people who work with you is just such a fundamentally important part because i think now that we're in a little bit of a crisis situation where things are a little bit difficult and it's quite stressful um having that foundational piece has proven to be very important um and i think that at the end of the day what i've learned as a leader is that you know if if you're not keeping people healthy um and if you're not being understanding of what people's limitations are which are all different at this point in time then um you're just never going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve so i mean that's pretty touchy feely maybe you are looking for something more <laughs> more direct but um i i think that that if anything this has taught me about how important it is to like use the assets that you have on your teams you know reach out make sure that people have the supports that they need and just kind of understand that everybody is in a different place and in a different position and needs different things. But that doesn't mean that they can't contribute to the overall vision of what you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes finding the ways how is, takes a little bit more time, but I think it's kind of vitally important.
0: Hmm. I think that fits in with some of the advice that we've been sort of receiving in these interviews is, you know, Find, like, find the strengths in wow. your networks, find the strengths sort of within your organization, within yourself and accept it and sort of and adapt as, as you can, the best you can and, and rely on the people that you're in relationship with to help you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You, t- you talked a little bit about stress. What's some of the stuff that you're doing to kind of manage your own stress load? Like what's, your, what's your wellness practice like these days to keep your head cool?
1: Oh, trying to get outside, trying to make sure I get some exercise every day. Um, you know, I think, like I said, everybody's in different places right now and everybody has different stresses. And I think that it can be tempting, you know, as it can be tempting in a situation like this when things, when externally it looks like things are really going quite well. You know, there's a real temptation to be like, "Well, I have a job and I'm healthy, and so uh, being sad about what's going on or being anxious about what's going on is silly because I'm in a privileged position." And and I think that that's true that you can be in a privileged position and you can be grateful for the fact that you have a job and you can be grateful for the fact that your kids are healthy and you're healthy and you can be grateful for the fact that we live in the Yukon and we can walk around outside. But that doesn't mean that you can't accept that it's, some of it's kind of scary and some of it's really challenging. And, you know, I, I uh, have a little guy, I have a 16 month, no, 15 month old, 16 month old baby, and I've got a four-year-old and they're, you know, it's okay that sometimes that feels really tiring and feels really hard. Um, You know, so I think, I, I think part of the wellness piece is just being okay with that things are not going to be totally okay um and allowing oneself to be sad about some of the stuff even when you can take a look at the overall picture and say look my life's not that bad
0: um still
1: okay to kind of own some of the stuff that doesn't feel so good
0: yeah I think sort of acknowledging like you just sort of said that there's you know there is a lot of fear and anxiety and and part of what your job is is to Um, support business owners who are feeling that pressure, feeling that fear, hearing that anxiety Um, sort of from, from your perspective, what advice do you have for business owners out there? What sort of supports do you have to offer?
1: Well, I would say like uh, definitely I would invite any business owners to give me a call to send us an email just spoiler alert, that phone number that's on everything is actually my cell phone. So like I am actually getting these calls and I am a- actually answering those calls um, to the best of my ability. Um, and reach out if you're worried or if there's something that you feel like there's a gap or there's a way that you're not able to get the support that you feel like you need right now. And um, it doesn't mean that I have the solution and it doesn't mean that I can snap my fingers and make something Better or something go away. Uh, But if I understand what some of the limitations are and what some of the opportunities are, then it does give me the chance to think about what tools are at my disposal that might help or what information I might have that might be able to, you know, assist. Um, I think that, like, I would be, I don't have any advice for business owners. You know, I think each situation is completely different, and I just understand the enormous pressure that people are under right now, and the fact that I think that there's people who, in the same way, I care deeply about my team of staff. There, are business owners out there who care deeply about their staff, and they feel like, you know, they that they have responsibility for those staff. They feel, you know, these are these are people who uh, they work with every day, and I think that that's an enormous amount of responsibility that everyone feels is on their shoulders and um I certainly would like to find the ways to help as much as possible in the small ways that that I can which at this point is really trying to lessen the financial burden um during this period of time where where we know that there is many many people are experiencing loss of revenue many many people just aren't seeing the business they saw
0: before yeah I think that's um it's interesting for you to say that the, you know, the, the phone number to call is your cell phone. I think as business owners, one of the things that we talk about a lot is feeling like we're one person deep in our organizations. Like a lot of it does sort of rest on our shoulders as entrepreneurs and um, you know, in the Yukon, it's, it's a small place. And so that phone number is you, it's, it's who we're connecting with. And, and that's like how it is for so many of our businesses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, You know, I I said before, I think it's totally healthy to sort of acknowledge some of the really sad parts of this or the challenging parts of it or the anxiety parts of this. Um, But it's also okay to acknowledge the stuff that we kind of have going for us, like some of the advantages that we have, some of the things that are just part of being in the Yukon. Um, It's okay to also say, you know what, like there's some really good parts about being a business owner here. Um, you know, that 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 you can always balance the reality of some of the difficulties with some, you know, the positivity of what we do have going for us. Um, you know, again, being from a selfish perspective, one of the things we have going for us is this two government collaborative approach to really trying to provide supports. So I think that that's a really, you know, interesting thing. And we have a bunch of other stuff going for us. I have seen this community like Whitehorse rally around local businesses in a way that I, I find really heartwarming. Um, I know I am not the only person that is also battling stress by online shopping. Um, and it's amazing to be able to online shop to, and provide sort of um, money to these local businesses, to local entrepreneurs. I've been eating cultured cheese every week. I have all sorts of new earrings i've got new furniture i've got got smelly soaps um i am enjoying takeout like i've never enjoyed before you know like there is there is this rallying sense i think around the yukon and i think it's something to be really grateful for and you know i know that there's there's a number of businesses that that aren't able to operate remotely or have been closed and stuff but um I feel very, I feel like that this spirit of supporting each other will continue. And, you know, I'm hoping that as we move through this under the direction of the CMO, we're going to be able to get to places where, you know, these businesses are able to reopen in some capacity. and, And I think they'll have a real clientele of people like myself who really, really, really needs a haircut very, very, very badly.
0: I know I needed a haircut before COVID and just the way it goes, right? But I, I, I agree in, in a small community like where I live too, I've certainly felt and seen that sort of sense of generosity and support within the local business community and citizens really reaching out and supporting each other and, and even within civil society and new sort of social enterprises that are being born in a moment like this. It's the, the strength of the Yukon is really how we work together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, again, like, I think it's been amazing to see just how hard everyone is working and, and, you know, like, just in every level of government in every part of civil society, just like the, the amount of stuff that people are trying to do um, in order to help each other out is just really heartwarming. And I think that if we can kind of keep this momentum. This is something that will really influence our way out of this crisis and and sort of put us on the road to a new, maybe a new reality, but put us on the road to kind of uh, emerging out of this.
0: Have you had any aha moments about your role about economic development in the territory over the past couple of weeks? Sort of paradigm shifting things? Mm.
1: Um, I don't know if I've had any aha moments, but well, you know what, I think I, I think the one aha moment that I've had, um, is a little bit, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about when, when it first, when COVID first started, I think the, a lot of the emphasis was around like, what, what do we need to do right now? like in this exact moment to deal with what's happening. Um, And and we saw really quickly a lot of businesses having to close their doors or having to, you know, stop taking in clients. We saw CMO um, and new regulations causing some businesses to have to close down. Um, But I think that what I am enjoying or what I'm looking forward to is this next conversation, which isn't about like the right now it's about, okay, so now what's next in all of this? Um, and I think that there's an opportunity for everybody to kind of take a step back a little bit and go, okay, if, if, if the next five months is not going to be like last year, if it's going to be different, we, I mean, we know it's going to be different. What can we be, you know, like what, what can businesses be? What can Um, entrepreneurs be doing. And I'm really excited about some of the things that I think people are looking at doing and, and how people are adjusting in order to meet maybe a different need than they are used to meeting. So um, I'm not even just talking about like, there's people setting up websites and there's curbside delivery and those kinds of things. But I'm also kind of interested to see what are the fundamental changes that people might make. And You know in some cases i think that they may be things that are more permanent in nature and you know some of them are just going to be changes for the immediate but um i guess (laughs) circling back to what was the aha moment i think the aha moment was just like this isn't just a short term this isn't just a two month like press pause and then you press play again like that there is actually there's going to have to be a change people are going to have to do things differently and um, how do we help people do things differently and how do we help um, make those adjustments and how do we help people or organizations or businesses operate differently and maybe fill a different need than they've ever filled before
0: I, I feel like I'm certainly experiencing that working with the Yukon College pivot program Um, and seeing sort of businesses looking for different opportunities in there and building, you know, different business structures. It's really neat.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I think that that is sort of, that is the next phase of this is, is just changing a little bit. Um, And again, I don't know which ones will last forever and which ones will only last for, you know, 12 to 18 months and which ones will last 12 to 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. in terms of changes. But I, I, I mean, I think that, I think if we can start putting our heads together as to what those changes look like, that's kind of where where the real meat in all of this lies and, and where we can, where we have an opportunity to, to sort of make the Yukon a different place, but
0: a, a, a really great place for the next while. Mm-hmm. Any uh, books or podcasts or music that's kind of getting you through these days?
1: Oh, I'm just listening to like Baby Shark on repeat right now because it really helps curb the screening. Um, so no, not really. <laughs> no. Um, I, think, I think, you know, the world is definitely taking a little bit some of those things like podcasts have taken a little bit of a backseat these days, but, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, a real focus over the next couple of weeks of trying to get a lot of these relief programs and these, uh, big programs done. And then I am definitely looking forward to some Netflix after that.
0: Fair enough. There's some good stuff out there. Yeah.
1: Uh, anything that's like, I like, um, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, I like all of the really, I like to be able to do multitask while I'm watching Netflix. So like, mm-hmm. watch Netflix, text on my phone, talk on my other phone, and cross-stitch is sort of my, the way I like to roll.
0: <laughs> nice, well, there's 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 some pretty good stuff out there. I, I don't know if you, like you've, well, the the tiger one is just a whole other thing. Oh, like a whole... no, I've,
1: I've done the tiger one. <laughs> <laughs> and fair then on. i tried too hot to handle but even that
0: was a little bit too much so fair enough <laughs> right on well thanks so much for your time today
1: yeah thanks i i, I think i hear a little one waking up so
0: yeah i'm good with
1: that mine's gonna wake up soon so i'm gonna head home <laughs> okay
0: sounds good thanks so much you later. You later. Bye. Bye.